Oh no, I forgot my opening. I had something funny to say and it's gone. Fuck. I did too. I had a horrible joke and I, I told it to my parents and then none of them laughed and my brother was like, that was terrible. And I was like, that's going to be the opening joke to this episode. I don't remember what it was. It wasn't even about pedophiles. Um, who Who is that guy at the end of that movie? Which movie? Um, the the Windy movie. Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind. I don't know. I've never seen that movie. I thought there was a lady in that movie. There's a guy, and he has that line. Are you sure you're not thinking of Brokeback Mountain? No. I'm pretty sure there are guys in that movie. I've never seen that one either. I think there's a horse in that one, too. No, he goes, he goes, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. And then he leaves. And she's, oh. and then she's there in front of the house. And she's like, as God is my witness, I'll never go hungry again. I've never seen this movie and that doesn't sound accurate. But oh, I have no authority. No, that's accurate. My So I wanted to reference that and pull that character into an Anne Frank joke. Because he says, frankly, my dear. And it's like, and don't call me Shirley. And it's like, I got all the pieces here. Yeah, like the Anne Frankly, my dear, I get it, I get it. It's not a, it's not a joke. It's not functional. It, and it, it might not it be funny, but though. pieces like, are there, right? It's something I would say at work and then pause, and then when nobody laughed, I'd be like, I'll workshop that later. So I'm in, I'm just feeling great because I drink some water. I'm feeling great because I drink some vodka. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna, I wanna plug this hilarious water. I got, it's called Liquid Death, sparkling water. And it says, murder your thirst. And it's got a big screaming skull on it. And it's actually just really nice water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, On the back, it says, um, our proprietary thirst murdering process begins with liquid death forming a rope of veins that will wrap around your thirst and strangle it. Once liquid death reaches your thirst's brain, all of your thirst memories will be replaced with repeating loops of its own head imploding, which is exactly what happens next by its causing your thirst's head to implode and its brain to squirt out of its ears. Once your thirst has been murdered, the soul of your thirst will begin to escape and float towards the ceiling. At this point, drink a second sip of liquid death to rip its soul back down and force it to begin gluing its own body parts together so it can crawl back inside you and eventually grow into a fully formed thirst once again. There's no way all of this is on the can. You're lying to me. Ingredients are mountain water and CO2. Hashtag death to plastic. I feel like all of the, at least at least six of those words were lies. You know what? I I respect your opinion, and I'm going to literally send you a photo of that now. It's just so much words. It's too many. It's like six too many. Well, it's also just water. That's, uh-huh. So, Liquid Death, it's actually very nice water, and the packaging makes me laugh, because I feel like I would have... If I started a water company, this is what I would end up producing. So this... Holy shit, that is like three full fucking paragraphs on that can. Wow. You, you you did not lie to me. I hate this. I hate this so much. This is dumb. It's good water. I, I recommend respect it. it. There's sparkling and regular. So if you if you don't want the sparkling, how much did this cost you? Um, I don't. It, the same as like the other premium waters at the gas station. You say premium waters as if you don't have like a faucet in your house somewhere. 
So here, here's my problem. Um, I'm trying to wean off of poison. Do you have bad tap water? No. Like, I go to the gas station and I'll drink things that I shouldn't drink. Get coffee! No, that caffeine's one of the poisons. <laughs> caffeine's not that bad. I, I, no, I have too much caffeine in my diet. How much? Um, I'm going to say too much, and I've gotten it down to one cup a day. So I'm on my third cup, and I feel like you're judging me. Well, I, when I was doing more than three cups a day. That is a little bit more than normal. I usually, I usually cap myself at two. And I have trouble breathing, and the doctor said stop drinking coffee. I think I'll just drink carbonated water instead. I guess. So this is part of the weaning process, and the murder of my thirst jokes and skulls are... They help. They help me. It's funny. This reminds me... Um, there was a, a, a tea company I ran into a year or two ago that it was like... Their shtick was like, we sell satanic teas. And they had like these really like weird black metal logos for all the teas, and uh, and like they had edgy names, but they was like, yeah, I get this fucked up. Satan loves your dick tea, and it was just like it's made with licorice and spearmint and mm-hmm. little green, you know, like it was, and it's just normal ass tea, right? Like it, it and then they charged like twelve dollars for like a small thing of it, because fuck them. And the only reason I found that out is, like, there was this, a, a metal vocalist who was like, I really like their this tea because I drink it after I get done with a set, and it, it, it makes my throat feel better. And it's like, are you shilling for this company? Because it's literally just, like, licorice mint tea. I can go on Amazon and buy the exact same thing for, you know, a fraction of the price, or like, $4 for a tote of it, and you can steep it yourself. And I, I, I'm just like, do I respect the hustle? Because, like, this water is funny. I get it. I like the can. It looks like a metal album, and the font is unreadable garbage, and it's stupid. But also, you're telling me it's premium water, and it's like, but it's fucking just, it's water. I mean, I don't know. I also like, uh, um, where's this water from? This is from Austria. So there's another Austrian water I really enjoy, and it has a picture of a mountain on the bottle. Okay. I like that one also. So it's like, well, wait. <laughs> I could get the bottle, the plastic, or I could get this one that was thoughtfully in an aluminum can with the hashtag death to plastic. Since no, the metal is entirely that. recyclable and plastic isn't. Correct. So if I'm going to waste money on water that tastes better than filtered water, rather than wasting money on like energy drinks that I don't need... I'm going to waste the money on the can that makes me laugh and is better for the environment. I Fine. I've been drinking a lot of these, like, Jelly Belly uh, seltzer water. And they, they was like, hey, they, they make the Jolly Ranchers. Like, that's the company. They started yeah. making this, you know, zero calorie, zero sugar, zero carb uh, flavored waters. Most of them are terrible. Tried a handful of flavors. Lemon Lime is great. And, and I've been Yay. just buying, like, eight packs of those. And, like, nice. And... It's an improvement, right? Because it's like I want like I want water, but I want a little bit of flavor. But I don't like the ones that have a shitload of fake sugar in them because they make me pee too much. And my body doesn't like to process the fake sugars. And this doesn't have it, and it's perfect. And, it, and it's like I'm feeling healthy, and I'm still fat. Like hasn't gone away. It's just still there. I can That's look good. down and see it. I had a salad today. That's nice. I like a good salad. I do too. I I, 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 I love like these... <laughs> uh, Caesar. 
He was a good leader. No. Maybe. But that's my go-to salad. Mm. What do you like? I usually... I, I just make my own. Like, I cut up the lettuce, and I throw some chicken on there, and I throw some uh, shredded carrots, and then some uh, cheese. Wait, is that a Caesar? Maybe. What's chicken? a Caesar salad? Is that just a chicken salad? Uh... If a Caesar has chicken, it's usually pretty light on the chicken. I put a bit more in there because I'm hungry and I want to eat more chicken than I want to eat lettuce. It's an improvement to not eating salads, okay? Like, I, I eat baby steps. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, so what I what I do is I buy these pre... Like, uh, go to the grocery store and they have these chicken wings yeah. that are just, like, pre-barbecue sauced. Yeah, and I just buy a thing of those and I put the chicken wings on, and then I don't need salad dressing because they have barbecue sauce on them. Yes, and honestly, salad dressing is the worst part of a salad. Yeah, and so I'm just like, oh no, I just got like this like fucking awesome like Asian zing barbecue buffalo sauce, right? I'll just use yeah. that, and I can just make it work. And I feel like you it's got, gotta be way you got better protein, than protein, which burns fat, plus mm-hmm. the flavor, plus all the greens. No, that's that's perfect. That's a good salad to have. It fills me up. I eat it. I can eat it quickly. Like I, yeah, I enjoy it. Then I, I've been flossing you know what? too. It is this the first time we agreed on food or something? I feel like we normally nitpick each other to death when this stuff comes up, but I feel like we could order the same salad and love it. I think so. I remember when we talked about eggs and we had like a differing yeah. taste in eggs, and that was just the weirdest episode. Yeah, because again, it's so simple. There shouldn't be that many opinions about eggs, and we found a way. I'm telling you, though, when you come here, we're going to have, like, cheese curds and, like, lots of cheese products, and I feel like you're going to enjoy the cheese. Yeah. No, I, I, I do appreciate cheeses. So, and actually, I appreciate American cheeses. Um, I don't appreciate American mustards, but hmm. I don't care for European cheeses. I don't think so, I've had European cheeses. I, I don't necessarily recommend them. Interesting. But it, it partially it's an acquired taste. I think if you grow up on it, you can appreciate it more. Mm. But then I like, I'll watch a YouTube video of a guy in London, and he's like sampling this new cheese. Go, oh, that's awful! Ugh. Yeah, that's how I feel. I also got Pacifico because I love beer. Beer's fun. I've had a beer in a while, but I'm, I, I don't know. I struggle with this healthy thing, right? Like I'm trying to do like, okay, I cap myself at nine drinks a week. I've had seven now this week, so probably not gonna have any tomorrow. Or if I have two tomorrow. I'm not going to have any on Saturday, Sunday, which is fine. I I don't drink on Sundays no more. That's like the new rule for 2021 is to stop being alcoholic on Sundays. Oh. You have to work the next day, you bastard. But we play VR chat on Sundays. I never drink when we play VR chat, though. That that game makes me sick enough without the boost. See, I I think that's why um I have fun. <laughs> it's because I it's like no in- inhibitions. Yes, I am an anime girl. I will I will kiss you now. I have fun on VR chat. Yeah, but then you also won't do stand-up with me. This is true. Or rap battle. I had a rap battle with Joe. So, here's the thing, I, though. And I won. I, I can deathcore scream now. Like, I've got this down pretty well. Um, My lesson with Mark this week got canceled because of technical difficulties, but for, like, the 20 seconds he heard before, like, my microphone and setup died, like, he was like, that sounds great. We can do nice. stuff with this. And so, Good. like, I can do this now. So, I have, like, a, I have a tool. I have a... I have a Fun little cutie mark I can bring into VR chat. I cannot believe I phrased it that way. That is your cutie mark, though, isn't it? I feel like, like my you... cutie mark would be like a quill because I write. No, you think it would be a quill, but then you never get your cutie mark until that one time you did a screamo gr- growling, and then you got your cutie mark. And it's like, oh wow. <laughs>
I actually really like describing talents that way, like, in my head, because I'm poison, and I have to, like, fight to not do it in normal settings, because it'll, it'll come to me, I'll be like, oh, that's, no, no, I can't say that out loud, that's one you keep to yourself, like, the weird other things that you keep to yourself that are sex-related. So, um, remember a couple weeks ago we had Chris on? Yes. Um, he wants to borrow you for your growling. Does he? Yeah, he he heard you doing some um test stuff, and he's like, "Oh, remind me to get Chad because I when I have this next song planned out, I might need his help." Hell yeah, let's fu- that would be awesome. I am like super stoked on on this stuff, man. I, yeah, I went down. It, it's been so fun. Like I've graduated to, like practicing to real songs, and like my coach is like, "Dude, keep doing that because you can learn a lot, and it's it's fucking fun." So it's like, okay, I warm up for like a bit, and I find the sound I want, and then I throw on like Whitechapel, who two years ago. Would have been like my white whale. Like, no, there's no way I'll never catch this, right? I'm going to seek it and I'll never get there. And I was like, no, no, I'm really close to sounding kind of like him. And then it's like, shit, I got to find another guy I got to look for. Like, you know, they got to keep going forward. And I'm sorry, I'm kind of drunk. But like, this has been like extremely exciting the last couple of weeks. Like, I've been working towards this for a couple of years and I'm finally there. Yeah, it's worth celebrating. You've made a lot of progress. And, and what's neat is this is one of those talents where you actually have something to show for it. Mm. Like, it not it's not that um, it's not that writing a book doesn't matter. But it's like it, when you tell somebody, oh, yeah, I, I wrote a book. That's not like a fun thing to bring out at parties. Right. Versus like having like a dumb party trick where it's like, oh, I can do this with my voice. And people go, oh, wow, that's cool. Like immediately. So you get like an instant gratification. The problem with the writing books thing is that literally anybody can can write a book. It, it's it, it takes a lot of dedication and time, but it doesn't really take talent. And there's a lot well, of shitty books. Well, out yeah, there. to to demonstrate that the book is worthwhile would require someone to sit down and read it. Exactly, <laughs> that's and the, that's the other that's thing. That's the difference. And it's like I've always, I've always been jealous of like mus- my musician friends or my acting friends or singing friends, right? Because they can just like immediately pick up something or just do something. I'm like, oh, I wrote this short story. I mean, it'll take you like 20 minutes to read, and you might not like it, and you're gonna think I'm an asshole. But if you like it, you'll you'll appreciate it. But there's a this huge time investment. Whereas like, Thomas can be like, oh, I wrote this song. It's fucking cool, and you can listen to it. And it takes four minutes, and you're like, you're a good ass musician. You know what you're doing. And it only took me four minutes to figure that out. Like, it is it's weird that like, this time investment becomes part of it. Um, but it, it it's huge because like I cannot pull out my writing abilities as a party trick, right? Like you said, like it's just. That's not what those are for. And I'm very proud of my writing abilities because I've been doing it for like eight fucking years now. Um, but it is definitely a different way to showcase myself. What, so when you said your acting friends, is that me? Um, I guess. I don't Yay. know if I have any other acting friends. Yay. Dude, I really, I respect how you commit to a character in a bit. Like, it is fun. I try to be fun. Alex really wants to do like social stuff and VR chat with us. Like he's he's excited to get to that step, and it's Man, like okay, got, well, Cameron's the guy to do it. I got so miffed last week. I didn't get to join you guys. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I didn't realize you were having um internet it, well, issues. Well, it was two things. So um, my brother came over with his family, and we're helping babysit for the day. But they wanted to stay later just to like spend time together. So it's like okay, cool, and it completely lost track of time. Because it's like, they didn't plan on staying this late, but it's like 6.30 and it's pitch black out. And they're like, oh, we should pack up and get going. And something like, oh, wow, like, yeah, I should hop on VR chat in a minute. So I helped them, you know, get going and everything, mm-hmm. right? 
So it's like, okay, I'm running a little bit late, but who cares? Uh, and then I didn't realize that my internet had gone out at some point. And so I'm, like, doing, like, router stuff, and the, it's it's late enough that Cox isn't going to pick up the phone, you know? Right. And it's like, well, I don't know what the problem is, I can't check it, and it was just this, it was like this headache. It fixed itself, I don't know what the deal was. Um, but it was kind of just annoying. But it got me thinking about how, like, th- there was a point where I gave up working on it, and it's like, I guess I just don't have internet right now. And, um, and I was looking at my Steam library of stuff I had. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had The Sims, which I haven't touched in forever. Yay, Sim. Okay, I sent you a picture real quick of VR chat. Like, so we we did have some fun. Me and Joe hung around. Oh. We, we, we tried some Spider Man stuff, and it almost worked. And it was so disappointing because it almost worked. And then we went back and played golf. I love it. And golf is great. I forgot to fucking favorite that golf level again. Oh, it's I, fine. I, I I mean, we have it. We'll bring it up again. And and so that was just a fun. And then. Like, we were going to log off, and then Alex logged on. And so we went to the Christmas place and, and hung around and did a bunch of fun Christmas stuff and just, like, and then took a picture. And Isn't that place cozy? It is great. I love the music in that place. It's so fun. It's delightful. That's a fun picture. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Joe made, Joe took the picture for us, and then he, um, when he went and sent me this, he's like, I had to make it, like, off, like an awful Christmas card. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Then, it is is great. So I, I shared that on Twitter, and I got like a couple of random strangers to like it because like, look at it, right? Like I tagged it VR chat, and it's like, look at that disgusting hot dog Santa. <laughs> it's revolting. For the listeners, there's a disgusting hot dog Santa, and he's revolting. He's fun though. You can dance. He's great. Well, I'm glad you guys had fun at least. I. Oh, um, Renoki didn't get on? Because he was telling me that he was looking forward to hopping on, too. Joe said he showed up and then maybe left, and he wasn't sure what the deal was, or if it was a VR chat thing, because you never fucking know with VR chat, right? That game's pretty jank. <laughs> Honestly, maybe he forgot to charge his headset again, too. Oh, maybe. Because it happens sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we we had a decent time, and we definitely missed you, so hopefully uh, this Sunday we, we'll, we'll all be able to log in again and get into some shenanigans. Yeah, we'll try to do some more social stuff. That'll be fun. But you were playing The Sims, and I know you, you, you've had some stories you want to talk about with oh, Sims yeah. and Sims. So I I I got um the, it was on sale on Steam. I like the Sims, but when they when they came out with The Sims 4, um that was when all the EA stuff was exclusively on Origin. And I just I didn't feel like dealing with Origin, so I never got it. Mm-hmm. At some point, they started moving EA games to Steam, and so with this last holiday sale, Sims popped up on my recommended thing or whatever, and it's like, oh, The Sims, I'll get that while it's on sale. And I didn't play it at the time, and I kind of forgot about it, right? And so it's like, oh, I don't have I don't have internet, what's installed? Because it's like my go-to is to log into WoW or something. It's like, no, I need internet for that game to run. What what can I play offline? And it's like, oh, what, uh, here's the single player game. I'll start playing The Sims. I I really like The Sims. <laughs> I don't you. I think we talked a little bit before, but you you've never really played that, right? Correct. I know a bit about it. There's um, this YouTuber my brother likes. He he plays a lot of um really weird, almost like physics based like indie games, and and he puts these huge like videos together where he ends up playing them and then getting bored and just breaking the shit out of them. Um, is it he, is it from Vine Sauce? It might be. It was a Glad Space like a um, couple months ago, I think. 
Okay. Um, but he he did one with The Sims that, and he had a lot of fun, like locking like the entire town into this house and seeing what was happening. And yeah, just, you know, because because you could just you could just play the fuck out of God in that game. Yeah, Sims is uh, it's much more of a toy than a game. Yeah, like it's it's kind of I want to compare it to Animal Crossing, where there's not necessarily a goal, but you can also get a sense of progress if you do certain things. So if you want to like make your own goal, you can. Mm-hmm. But it's more of a it's more of a toy. Like I think I I think my comparison was like it's like Barbie and Lego at the same time. Yeah. Um. Did Did I ever tell about my uh my Sims two playthrough? Mm, I don't think so. So like years years ago when Sims two was the current one, um, the mod scene on that was amazing. Like that that game is so easy to play with, not just texture swaps, but even like model swaps. So. Anybody can put anything in. It's so it was so fun to mess with, and so my favorite game with that was I had a household that was three roommates, and they were Ryuk from Death Note, and Megatron <laughs> and Voldemort. Nice. And like Voldemort, his face was literally like a photorealistic, like model rip of his head, like the actor's head grafted onto the sim head like it was like he he looked photorealistic and no one else in the game did um that was that was fun in its own right but what was great was that they were all just pretty good friends like it was uh, it was actually a functional household i i designed them to be like grumpy villainous characters but they kind of just commiserated in villainy where it's all like do you like bad things i do too ah we're friends let's watch tv and I, I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. And what was great was Voldemort would, like, he'd go up front to get the newspaper and do bills at the mailbox. And the next door neighbor would always yell at him and make him cry. And so he would mm-hmm. go in and he would, like, cry on the sofa by himself until Megatron came home from work. And then Megatron would console him. And it was just, like, this weird thing that kept happening. That's wild. And it's, like, I kind of love just watching this play out. And it got to a point where um, Voldemort actually made friends with a different neighbor who would come over like after work and they would always watch TV together and laugh and laugh. And they just became best friends. And it was just like Voldemort was a really happy character. <laughs> it was just it was so stupid. Um, but it, it was really Voldemort, funny. It was Tom Riddle. Um, what was and then like the Megatron, it was like a literal like the 80s cartoon Megatron, like somebody 3D sculpted the whole like robot pieces as clothing options. Oh, wow. So it was like the actual like robot walking around at like human scale, but it was so like dumb looking that it's like, well, this doesn't even look right. It's perfect. I like that though. That sounds fun. It was fun. Um, When Sims 3 came out, they kind of, the the modding wasn't as easy. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing texture swaps, like making my own clothing and writing scripts for uh, for careers and like putting in new content and stuff. In Sims 3, you couldn't really do that. Like, I think there was a way to do texture swaps, but it, it's like the models were slightly more complicated and the game was a little more like it was a little more robustly coded where you couldn't just rip textures easy. Okay. Um, And it's like, well, without the mod scene, I don't want to play it. And I just skipped it entirely. With Sims 4, they made it accessible again. 
So I'm like, all right, I want to see those mods. I want to get back into that stuff. And what's weird is how the modding community is like completely spread out. Like there used to be the Sim mod website that would download everything from. But now it's like everybody has their own like Patreon and their own Discord server where they they share their own things. And it's like more work to find. So it's just it's weird, like the way that the way that some of these games develop communities and Sims became this weird like tight knit thing where it's like you have to know somebody. Sure. I don't know how that happened. I never know how anything happens on the internet. I have a question for you about video games that isn't Sims related. Yeah. So Joe asked me about Second Life the other day, and he's like, "Is Second Life just kind of like VR chat, but in 3D? Like you're like you know third person instead of first person?" Yeah. And I was like, "I think so." But there's also more, like, sex-specific things in Second Life. Yeah. Okay. I think... So, Second Life is... um The best way to describe it is it's a chat room. Okay. Well, it's VR chat, right? Like, the, there's literally in the title, so... Yeah. We're on the same but, wavelength. But there's kind of a different mentality, because... Since you're you're controlling your character in third person, and you're mostly using text, like, most people don't use the mic... There's a lot more, like, asocial behavior where people are hiding behind their masks, you know? Okay. With VR chat, you have, like, body language, and there is no text. You have to use your mic. So people tend to be more, like, like social. It's been interesting hearing people talk about migrating from Second Life to VR chat. Because they're like, like man, I, I used to not be able to make eye contact with people, but after playing VR chat for a week now, it just I, I like I'm more popular at work. Like I'm getting along with my boss now because I, I just I can talk to him. I didn't like I was always intimidated before. Now I don't even think about it. And it's like yeah, because you spend too much time at the computer, you nerd. <laughs> Stop playing Second Life. I know you've kind of mentioned that, and I feel like there's definitely something there, right? Where like you can. You can test those like weird social inhibition things in VR chat, and they don't mean anything. But because it's in first person, and because there is body language, like it feels like you're doing it. But it's like you're doing it with training wheels, and you get you get that sorted, and then you go into the real world where there's no training wheels, but you've you've practiced with them, and so it works, right? Like, right. It's interesting that way because like all of my interactions in VR chat. Other than with you and Joe, like, they don't mean anything. Like, finding random racist Kermit the Frog and, and not caring what he says, like, you know, it's junk. It's, it's, it's a junk interaction. But it was an interaction, and it's like, oh, this was weird and awkward. I guess I can file this away. It's like, I've experienced this. Well, yeah. It, it, it's weird. Um, VR chat is certainly a very interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think partially because it's so unique. And I, I want to say Second Life has its own uniqueness to it. Um, but also, like, I feel like the, the perverted stuff kind of took over. It did, like, seem like it kind of took upon that as, like, this is the thing it does, right? Is like, hey, you want to, like, have weird internet sex with working, you know, 3D rendered genitalia? Go to Second Life. But I also remember, like, I'm pretty sure someone was trying to, like, make Equestria from, you know, MLP and Second Life. And you could just walk around as a pony. Oh yeah, that was fun. I I made a pony character. Um, that remember those ponies I used to draw? Like I made an OC. Mm-hmm. Like I was able to make them in three D using their tools, and like you could explore. Like they had a whole world set up. Um, it was actually pretty interesting. In like in like I expect that out of VR chat, right? Like we've we've visited Orgrimmar and, and like all of these other weird places. You know, the first letter of level of um. 
Breath of the Wild. People do make these and do import these things in into VR chat and and have a lot of fun doing it. So it it oh. it's crazy how much overlap there is between the two, like just kind of in a spiritual sense. Did you see Doom? Is Doom in VR chat? Oh, we should show you that. You can run Doom in VR chat. Can you actually like play it in first person and shoot demons? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah, we got to do that this weekend. That sounds awesome. It, we'll we'll show you. We'll see how long it goes. Um, the entire game is there. Holy it's shit! It's just that there's there's a little bit of jank, and I think the jank gets worse the more people are there. Oh, okay. So if it's three or four of us, um, like at some point one of us is gonna get stuck on an elevator and we'll have to start over. Okay. But until that part happens, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah, but we gonna fuck around for a little bit, right? Like. That's that's the great thing about VR chat is like nothing's ever a really a time commitment. Like if you get bored, you can leave five minutes later. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. I loved playing billiards. Yeah, we went there and played. I played a pool with Alex. Even though that's a little jank too, but it is. It was. <laughs> it fun was still fun. playing with them. It was. It was just kind of like it felt like a very like chill. Like we're doing this thing, right? Like I've played. I've played a lot of games of pool just with people, just like as an excuse to talk, and you're walking around the pool table hitting balls, and it 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 it, it functions that way, but it's virtual, and I I cannot really get over how f- neat that is. It is really yeah. really cool. No, it's the best. I I I really I think I said this multiple times now, but having a VR headset made like quarantine lockdown so manageable. Because mm-hmm. it's like you know what. I'm going to go golfing with my friends. I just do. Yeah, it, it, it's been, or it is, like, it's a, it's a fun new way to hang out with you because it does, like, help feel like you're in the room. Yeah. My, you, my parents you do really, get that feeling. <laughs> my parents have been really enjoying the, the Oculus we got on for Christmas. My dad's been playing it every day now that his, like, head's healed from getting some cancerous lumps removed. Uh... And he's like, yeah, I, I, yesterday he was playing, be- uh, not uh, Beat Saber, he's playing uh, uh, Super Hot. And he, nice. he did some, just kind of one of the introduction Oculus things. He was like, yeah, I was on the beach, and I was walking around on the beach, and there was waves, and I was like, I was really there. And then Cole got mad because he wanted me to feed him. He started biting me in the ankle. And I was like, fuck off, cat, I'm, in, I'm on a beach, you're not here. <laughs> and he's like, man, today I, I played this weird game, I had these two lightsabers, and I had to like hit these blocks to music. And I was like, oh yeah, that's Beat Saber. He's like, I played that for like 40 minutes. I was really tired. <laughs> and it, it's cool that like me and my brother, like we got our parents a toy that they're enjoying as a toy. Yeah. For Christmas, right? Like it's like, oh God, the tables have turned. But it's also just, it's really neat that this technology got to the point where it's in a box that you can just buy at the store. Yeah. Like you can give someone the gift of the Matrix. It's also Ready like- Player One so easily accessible that people who are not really well-versed in video games or setting up an interface or anything can just put it on and play. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I think I talked about this before, too, but when I showed my mom uh, Super Hot, it's like it takes so little to learn the game because it's literally like the controls are your arm. Mm-hmm. Now punch the guy, and it works. And it's like, oh, and that's all it takes. You get it. Yeah, because once you know you can punch him, and then you see a gun, you just immediately know, I can pick that gun up and shoot it. It's going to work that way. Well, also, just the fact that you can dodge. I remember watching her play. Somebody shot at her, and she heard the gun and turned to look at it, and she was like, a bullet, ah. And then she leaned out of the way, and the bullet coasted past her head. 
And it's like, I can guarantee you if I gave her Call of Duty and she saw someone shooting at her, she would go, which button is the lean button? Mm-hmm. And like she would, and then she would get hit. It's like the fact that you could just move your head and it physically moves your head one-to-one is such yep. an important uh, structure to making this stuff work. Yeah, totally. So I don't know. Did you have any? I know you. You said you maybe had some like sim stories. I don't know. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I, I forgot. I, I didn't even get to the Sims Four yet. Um. So I wanted to make a joke house because it's always like it's fun to have the goofy stuff happen, right? And so like I booted up and I wanted to make a vampire because vampires are cool. But then I saw a goofy hat that looked like a leprechaun, so I made a guy that looked like a leprechaun. And I wanted a third guy, so I'm like, I'm like, well, I wonder, like, oh, here's a stripey shirt. And I just, like, straight up made Chris Chan. <laughs> and I set his aspiration that he wants to be a writer, and he just sort of, like, he sat at the computer playing video games and writing all day. And he had a part-time job at McDonald's, but he kept just not showing up, because he would, he's like, oh, I'm in the middle of a book. And he would just, like, do the book instead. Um, But what was funny was the, the vampire was a lady. And Christian had a crush on her, but she ended up hooking up with the leprechaun instead. And so her coffin was up in the attic. So they'd go up and they'd, they'd be like in the, they'd jump in the coffin together and it's like got hearts floating out of it. And it's like banging loudly against the wall because it like floats around. Oh God. And so like <laughs> this would start happening. And then Christian would like get sad from his computer and walk upstairs to like look at the coffin banging against the wall, and then he would like start to cry and go downstairs and like make a bowl of cereal and watch cartoons. <laughs> this became like a weird ritual that kept happening. Um, but and there was just there were so many weird moments that played out like exactly like oh this is how Chris Chan would handle the situation is by being angry and then going over to the computer and trolling on the forums for three hours. Like, this is kind of great. Sure. Um, and then eventually the leprechaun died and Christian died. But the vampire's still there because she doesn't age. Um, but then Christian's ghost will show up. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. So she just uses her vampire powers to, like, compel him to, like, clean and repair things. So, like, the toilet's broken. So it's like Christian's ghost will show up and fix the toilet for her. And it's like, this is such a weird game. Like, I just, I really love it. Um, I made, like, an evil witch that has, like, green skin. And she has, like, an underground basement to trap children in. So I've been trying to set up, like, like how do I how do I lure children to the witch's house? Mm-hmm. And then get them to walk downstairs into the basement to lock them there. And it's like, I've been treating it like a puzzle. <laughs> And it's like I, I don't, I don't know if that's how you're supposed to play the game, but it's how I'm gonna play it. I literally don't know how you're supposed to play The Sims, right? Like, I feel like this is how you play it: is you basically construct your own goals and then you try to achieve them. Because yeah. it gives you all the tools to do so. I remember playing Sim City, like the first one, a really long time ago on an old shitty computer. Yeah. And like, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing because I'm like t- eight, but I can like go into free mode and I can build the city and see the cars, and then I can like summon a giant alien to come destroy it and that was fun and so that was the goal right is like, i want to build a big city so i can like throw a tornado at it to watch it die and and that was great like it, it you know whether that's the the goal or not you know what the, how the game is intended to play doesn't matter because you don't need to play it that way and i do like that i feel like the sims like over the decades if they're like no 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 th- these are really just games you play how you want make your own goals you have fun 
and there's really no wrong way to play it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a that's become a novelty that most games don't do anymore, which is weird because, like, even the Breath of the Wild had this open world nature to it where you could you could address things in really different ways. And I think that's one of the reasons people loved it was just because it wasn't handholdy mm-hmm. and linear. Like, it was actually open. Um, I think people really enjoy that. I do, too. Um, I w- made, weirdly uh... enough, I don't anymore. <laughs> I don't like it when games waste my time, and it's like, no, I want to play, like, start to finish and then be done. Like, yeah. Doom's been great because there's, like, one way to play the game, and it's kill all the demons. And then that's it, and it's fun. And I haven't played it in, like, two weeks because I've been so busy with other shit, and I feel bad. But I plan on getting back into it this weekend because I want to keep playing it because it is a legitimately fantastic game. And I love that it is largely, like, no, you go in one direction, and you may have to figure out, like, the jumping puzzle or whatever. But your goal is to kill everything on the screen, and then you can move on to the next screen. And it's super simple, and it's very fun, and that's all I want. And there's these other games, like, at some point, I, I should play The Last of Us Part Two. I like the first one. But I'm also like, that's like a 25-hour game! That's a long time! What if, what if I didn't? Well, yeah. What, who did it? Um, I think this was on Oni Plays. They did a let's play of the new God of War game, and it was like a it was like a fifteen minute run where nothing happened. Like it was literally just hold up on the stick while characters talk, and it's it was, this is supposed to be emotional, but it's a character that died that we've never seen before, so we're inferring that it's supposed to be emotional. Okay, and it's like this feels like the slow start to a movie. And literally nothing happens. Like, there's no gameplay for 15 minutes. It's just a movie. And it's like, I I think there's a time and a place for this stuff, but it's really weird calling this game God of War. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I love that with Doom, you get a gun and there's demons and you shoot the demons. And it's like, thank you. I, if they... <laughs> If they spent 20 minutes trying to explain to you how you're avenging your family before you see a demon, then they did it wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it it's one of those things. I, there was, like, something on Twitter being, like, how come uh, more books aren't made into video games? I want to just, like, be able to play these books. I don't want to read them. And I was like, that's stupid. I want the I want the reverse. I want to read The Last of Us Part Two books so I don't have to play the game. Well, yeah. Um... I think, like, Bioshock Infinite, I watched a YouTube cut that was, like, a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. And I watched it with my parents, because it was just an entertaining movie. Um, I've been oh, meaning uh, to, like, go through that again, but I would probably rather do it that way, because, like, yeah. that game was fun, but it wasn't, like, 12 hours fun. I feel like the, there there are parts where the gameplay really dragged, where it's like, hey, you're in a room and you have to kill the evil Abraham Lincoln, or George Washington monster, and it, he takes a lot of bullets, and he's not fun to fight. And now there's two of them, and this sucks. But the story's fun, I like the characters, and I like the world. But for the most part, the gunplay just didn't do a lot for me. I'd rather just get the story and watch the highlights. You know, it just seems better as a movie. Yeah, I I also found Red Dead Redemption 2 as a movie. Um, But there's so much in that game, it was like a six-hour cut. And I love that game, because I love the roleplay element, and I love like the slow-paced, like, you know, going through the motions of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found the movie cut and I sent that to my mom because sometimes she'll wake up in the middle of the night um, and she'll like browse the internet and stuff. So it's like, well, here, you can just have this on on the side while you're browsing Twitter. 
And so over the course of a week, she would watch like an hour at a time of Red Dead Redemption 2, the movie. And and she got like emotional, like she wanted to talk about the story afterwards because she just loved these characters so much. And it's like, yeah, they made a really good movie. I think the game's pretty good, too. But like the selling part is the story. <laughs> and it's kind of like, yeah, this would function as a book. This would function as a miniseries on Netflix, you know? Yeah. The, the gameplay isn't necessarily the the key part of the game. Yeah, it it's it's nice that games are getting to that point where like the story is good enough where I just kind of want that because I feel like there was a long time where that was not the case where it's like, "Oh, that is a good story, you know, for a video game." You have to put that qualifier on the right. We're we're finally like, "No, no, no, it's just this is just a well-told story. The characters are good. There's actual themes, there's image, you know, like there's metaphors and imagery and stuff like things that you would expect in a, a high quality movie or a high quality novel we're we're finally getting there and i get that it's hard to make a video game with that because there are so many moving parts and you have a team of like 200 for some of these and you have to somehow make all of this come together and you're designing levels separate from writing narrative and that's really you're, you're putting people in a really difficult position right if you're trying to con- construct something that's like quote unquote literary and they're finally making it work uh with probably just using a bit more forethought and, and, and better planning and being like, hey, we need to take a little longer to get this done, and, and that's okay. Um, but I'm also at a point where I would almost I would rather read a good book than play a good video game, and so it's like, just, just give me the book part. I, wanna, I just want, you know, I'll, I'll watch the playthrough on YouTube, assuming no one's talking. Like, I don't know. Video games take so fucking long to finish. I'm old. So, talking about books... Um, I have another Sims story. Okay. Uh, so stop it! Stop barking! My dog's barking. Stop it! Uh, so I wanted to make like a more serious one where instead of like the gimmick of trying to murder children, it's like, what if I just played the game correctly? What? How? How does it actually flow? Like, if I just let things run, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I made a, I made a very, uh, I made a handsome family. Uh, there's a, it's a single dad. And his two kids, and one of them's a teenager, and she's a well, she's annoying because she's a teenager, but she means well. And the little boy, he's a, he's all book smart or whatever, and the dad works hard at his job, and they're the um the Mencia family, and they got their their nice little house, um, but they there's there's no mom. He's a single dad, and this is an '80s sitcom, so there has to be. <laughs> There has to be someone else that, like, the, what, what do we inject into the equation here? So I figure, what if they had a live-in nanny that's not related to them? Um, and she can be flirty with the dad, and it's like, ooh, and the studio audience will clap. Okay. Um, so I put in this lady, but we have to spice it up. So what if they don't know that she's actually a mermaid? Oh, oh dear. So the, uh, this fall on NBC, be sure to watch uh, Mer Nanny. I guess. And how, okay, how this will be funny. How does she operate though? Because she doesn't got legs. So it's like splash rules where if she's not in water, she has legs. Okay. But when she's like submerged in water, she turns into a fish. Um. So it's actually it's cute. Like there's like custom bathing an- animations where if they get in the bathtub that then she's got their like big old mermaid tail flopping out, making a mess. Uh. Awesome. And so <laughs> what I've been trying to do is keeping that a secret. <laughs> So no one knows she's a mermaid because she she only goes swimming when the kids are at school, you know. Mm-hmm. 
but then like or or like at the middle of the night she'll go out to the pool and she'll sleep out there um because you can just sleep in the pool water you know and it's like it's like okay this is kind of a cute gimmick i, I like how these characters are interacting because she'll be she'll do like normal stuff like she'll clean and do gardening and stuff during the day and she'll help the kids with their homework but then like at night that she turns into a mermaid in the moonlight it's like this is, this actually kind of works as a story but uh <laughs> there's like a separate um like the way the sims works there's like all these different needs they have it's so, like when they're hungry there's like a food meter so they have to eat something you know yep uh so mermaids instead of hygiene they have like a hydration problem where if they're not wet for too long then they get sick so it's like okay well every night she sleeps in the pool and that brings up her hydration right um but it got to the point where that wasn't good enough and she was getting depressed because she hasn't seen the ocean in for too long Uh oh so now at night she slips out of the house and goes to the beach and she'll like swim in the ocean and she's been meeting like beachgoers and dolphins and she's infinitely happier when she's actually in the ocean um but then she has to come back and do her her nanny job of like taking care of the house and helping her her um, her pseudo family, mm-hmm. and it's like in my head, I'm writing this like interesting conflict where it's like, well, this should be a movie. Like, I want to. <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely interested to see if she ends up like falling in love with someone at the beach and just never coming home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, mind if I go take a piss real quick? Yes. Okay, I'm back. Welcome back. So my house is kind of funny. Um, in that, like, the bathroom is sort of, like, right in the center of it, and so it's, like, the warmest room in the house, and there's obviously a, a, a you know, vent to, to blow hot air in there, um, and so when my cat doesn't know where to go or is bored, he will go into the bathroom and just kind of, like, lay on the, uh, the, the, the thing I have, like, for when you step out of the tub, uh, and Matt. he'll just lay on that because it's like kind of overlaps the vent a little bit, and he just like will sleep in there and just be really warm. And so I walk in there to pee, and I'm just like, you know, getting ready to, and all of a sudden, like, oh, the cat's in here. He's just watching me. <laughs> what did I get it right? It's just good, good for him. He know he knows where to go. Well, I'm glad you can bond over something. Me too. Um, it's funny. I was gonna talk about some book stuff. Uh, books I just finished reading, and I we're at fifty two minutes. Uh, I don't know if anybody cares or if I've talked about them before. I feel like I have because I've been reading for a bit now. The the Drizzy books, right? The the Dungeons and Dragons ones. Yeah, where are you at I, on those? How how I, many have you finished? Uh, three, six. I think like seventeen. <laughs> That's a lot of those. I I thought you were gonna read like four of them. No, 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 I have, like, 24 of them. Like, I have a full row of my bookshelf is, is devoted to this because I discovered them in, like, late high school and just walking kept going. Um, It's been fun going back to these three, though, because these are the ones I, I, I read first. Like, I, I saw the cover of, like, an elf killing a bunch of orcs, and it was, like, the Thousand Orcs trilogy, and I was like, shit. That's a lot of orcs for this elf to kill. I'm invested already, and I'm just I'm just looking at the cover. And uh, going back to these has been kind of fun. For one thing, they're really nostalgic, but also uh, I do think Salvador is like really playing around with more 
complex stuff in this trilogy than he was other any other books. Like the bad guy Obald who wants to just construct this orc kingdom, he's not really that bad. Like he is because he's killing the good guys and he's an asshole. But he's like, no, I, I don't want. We orcs deserve a land too. Like we shouldn't just be confined to caves and 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 you know little tribes that everyone wants to go kill because we're like orcs and we're the bad guys because they see us and just assume we're evil. And it, it's funny, he's like, you know, we deserve to have, like, trade routes, and we deserve to have homes, and, 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 and you know, smithies so we can build weapons, and, and, and horseshoes, and, and things like that. Like, I don't know if, if, if the goal was to do that, or if that was, like, an accident to make him, like, way more complicated than he feels like he should be. But it, there is a lot here, and, like, there's a certain way to read this where, like, I think the good guys are the kind of the bad guys, like... Like, the orcs did not start this well. Like, they were definitely, like, on the wrong foot. But their goals are fairly noble. And everyone around them is like, we have to kill them. They're orcs. Orcs are bad. Like, there's... We can't live with them. They're the evil race, you know? And and, and it's working with, like, racism and species and stuff like that in ways, like, I had never encountered in a fantasy book prior. And, and so I'm like, I get why I started with these. Like, I, I get why this really captured me and made me want to keep going. But then I was too dumb to realize, like, all the books before it were kind of just trashy fantasy, fun, dumb shit, right? Like, I've enjoyed rereading them, but they are extremely flawed. You know, I, I really, um, I think there's something funny about, uh, like, I'm halfway through Dune, and there's something that I, I was generally surprised that I'm enjoying the quality so much, because it's very well written, and it's like, oh, I understand why these are popular. I understand why there's a fan base for this uh, series. Because I don't think I've ever read a book where it's like, oh, I get it. This is good. It's more like, oh, okay. Sure. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's funny, too, the way this this trilogy ends is super, like, not great, like, just from a writing perspective. But it's leading into the next set of books, right? Like... So from that perspective, like, oh, they want you to buy the next one. But, like, it's sold as the Thousand Orcs trilogy. Like, there's three of them. It's like, but there's not, though. Like, all of the plot stuff is really resolved in the next trilogy in the beginning of it. So they can go into the next trilogy. And and obviously, like, this is, there's just a huge business aspect to Dungeons and & Dragons and Forgotten Realms. And I'm guessing a lot of these novels are like this, where th- this company's paying these authors of a certain quality to pump out books and people will buy them, and maybe they will buy Dungeons and Dragons, other stuff. But it all it all comes together where it's it's part of a property, and it's not really about the stories; it's about the property. And I think the Warhammer books sound like they're the same way, right? Like they want you to they want you to buy the miniatures, and they want you to play the game, and they want you to buy the rule book, and they want you to get invested in this world so you can play the tabletop game. And the the books are an excuse to be like, hey, this is what it's like, but just in written form. I yeah, and I I know I've said this before, but the Warhammer books are really the same problem as D anD D, where it's like, oh, this came out when that one starter set came out, because the armies fighting are the characters from the starter set. And I get that impression with this trilogy is that they were moving into some new expansion or new idea or upgrade or or whatever for D anD D, and it's like, hey, uh, in D anD D four point five, there's an orc kingdom, and you can go to the orc kingdom and play an orc, and they can be a good guy or whatever. So you need to incorporate that and, like, write it. And it's like, okay, I guess that's what I'm going to do. And so the orc is maybe not going to be a totally the evil guy. He's going to have some level of nobility to his mission. 
he's still the bad guy because he's an orc, but, you know, we're going to work with this and make it a little more gray instead of black and white. And I really appreciate that. And I know some of the books going forward lean more into that, too. It's like, oh, there's maybe a little more complexity to this world. It's a shame it took, like, literally 16 books or whatever to fucking get there. Uh, but it is fun. And I'm glad, like, it, it does get to that point. And I had a lot of fun. There's some just dumb bullshit. Like, okay, it's a trilogy. Uh, towards the end of the first book, uh, Drizzt gets kind of separated from the party. And he sees, like, the town they're defending basically get overrun. He assumes all of his friends are dead. And so the shtick of the second book is, like, he's on his own, and he's desperate, and he's angry, and he's just, like, killing everything that gets in his way. He's almost, like, being the bad guy. And you're like, okay, that works. And then in the third book, he's still, like, he spends almost all of it not knowing his friends are still alive. And his friends don't know that he's still alive. And by then, it's worn so thin. And as you as a reader know, you're all still alive, and you all have fucking plot armor. And it's like, who are you kidding? Like, this is stupid. You're just, like, you're... You're just wasting my time. Because you get this like idea like he's trying to be really emotional, but the emotion means nothing because there's actually no consequences to it. Yeah, I... I and, and, well, I guess I want to ask you this question then. Um, like, why are you still reading these? Um... Like, is it is it a guilty pleasure or is there something about it that you still... Because it, it, it seems like every time you read it, it's got that like asterisk of like these aren't great books, but I'm on the seventeenth one, and it's kind of like how I recommend things like Steven Universe, where I love it. I don't necessarily recommend it to some people. Oh, wait, I, I feel like Steven Universe is way better quality. You just have to get through the first season. Okay. Um, I, part of the reason I'm I'm rereading these is is pure nostalgia. Like I really really loved this series of books when I was younger and. I do, like, credit this author with, like, inspiring me to try and write novels and, and get into writing. Like, something about him really captured me, and I do not try to write like he does because I am better at writing than him. <laughs> Never been traditionally published, but fuck, I will I will own that, that I am a better writer than this man. Uh, but, but, you know, there's, that's something there, right? Um, Coming back to it, like, because I spent so many much time with with these books, like, there is a certain level of, like, revisiting old friends with these characters, and while I no longer, like, it's weird, like, like you go to, like, a high school reunion, and it's been ten years, and you're like, I remember liking you, but we're different people now. Like, this is kind of strange, and we're just kind of going through the motions. Like, there's a certain level of that that I have with these books, where it's like, we used to be really great friends, and you got me through some rough patches, and, like, you know, things sucked, but I could rely on you to take me on an adventure, and we could have fun together. And now it's like, you know, maybe you're the asshole here. Like, you shouldn't take this much pleasure in killing people. Like, that's that's bad. I know this is a fantasy story and an action story, but, like, good God. Um, I am still having fun with them to a degree. I do appreciate the way uh, Salvador writes battle scenes and action scenes. I think he is legitimately good at it. I think they would you, be better You know if... what? That's a tough... Uh... That's a talent worth respecting. It, it is, because those are the worst parts of my books, is the action stuff. And I always have to cut them, and then cut them, and then cut them one more time. Because I try to mimic him, and I realize like early on that I cannot. And it's like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to have to do bare-bones stuff, and my character work has to carry the emotion, not the action. And ultimately, I think that makes a better story. And if his, you know, if his books had more character moments, the action would mean more. Uh... It's sort of like, you know, like, John Wick's great. I love John Wick. 
if you wrote if you read the novelization of John Wick, you'd be like, what the fuck is this? Ninety percent of this is him shooting people. That's not a good story. Did you ever see the novelization of Metal Gear Solid? No. Someone like copy pasted all of the codec calls. And then they would write the sequences between codec calls, and those were poorly written. That's fascinating, though. And I, it's like I, when you when you like break that. down the game this way, it's like, yeah, that's what that's what the game is. Is like, and then he walked down a hallway, and he snuck around a guy, and then he had to kill a guy, but mm-hmm. then he he snuck by, and then he talked about Sniper Wolf and her backstory. I don't. It's one. I, I look at my bookshelves right because I only have so much room for books, and this obviously takes up like a fairly substantial amount. And I'm eventually going to have to make that call, like, do I get rid of these? Am I going to outgrow them? Because I kind of have, but not all the way there. And as I've gone through them, I feel like there's, like, one good idea in each book that, like, will keep me going. But I read them a lot slower. Like, when I was reading Stephen King um, last year, like, I would read, like, like, 60 to 70 pages of whatever from him a day. Because I was having fun. And even when he gets lazy and it's just like, I'm going to write a really good character plot story and I'm not going to describe shit with any finesse at all because I'm 70 and I don't need to anymore. The plots and the characters are still good enough, right? I don't care. Like I want to keep reading. I want to know what's going to happen because I like these people. Uh, Salvador does, does not have that. So I was, I've been reading these a lot slower just because like I get burned out after like three chapters. Like, you know, I've read enough. Like I've consumed enough of the popcorn I can put this down for later. Um, I, yeah, I have a really weird relationship with this this series now, and I don't entirely know how to like articulate it because I feel very wishy washy, and I want to have like these specific opinions on it, and I do, and most of them are negative, but I also don't want to present them in like that negative a way because I don't feel that way about them, if that makes sense. Oh, it does. I think that's pretty relatable. I wanna I'm gonna make Drizzt on the Sims. <laughs> Does he have magic? Is he a wizard? No, he's uh he's a ranger. He's got two swords and he's got a pet cat. What are what are his aspirations? He wants to cuz I I don't have the cat DLC yet, so he's not going to have his cat yet. I feel like his aspirations are to be true to himself and to be true to his friends. And that typically means killing bad guys cuz he really likes killing bad guys. Okay. He's a weird sociopath in that way. Okay. Like, it's one of those things where if if the Dwarf King and the Orc King sat down and had a chat, they probably could have come to some level of conclusion that neither would have really liked, but it would have been a conclusion that did not involve, like, the slaughtering of 4,000 people. And that's why or... I like Game of Thrones. Because <laughs> the politics actually means something. Oh, okay, you know what? I have one more Sim story I want to tell you about, but this is, like, negativity. So I'm glad I saved it for the end. Okay. Uh, did you see the, the Star Wars expansion pack? No. Because the, the bundle I got included the Star Wars one, which I didn't even like want. I wanted the vampire thing more. <laughs> but it's... um. So when they announced Star Wars DLC for The Sims, you have to kind of assume that's like it's going to be an ad, right? It's going to yeah. feel like a, a, a cross-in thing. Less of a celebration of star wars and more of a disney wants your money right Mm -hmm. so it gets worse um it's themed around batu uh do you remember what batu is is that that weird area in this in the the last jedi no it's the weird area that only exists in disneyland 
Oh, even even better. And so the 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 expansion pack in The Sims is literally like you're told that you're going to planet Batu. So it's like it's implying that you have space travel that goes to canon Star Wars area and you show up at Black Spire Outpost and the map is the map from Disneyland with all the same like gift shops and restaurants. Nice. And so you can go to the restaurant and they have like 3D modeled food from Disneyland and you go to the gift shop and get a lightsaber or a droid or a little like Jedi holocron. And it's like I have I have my Sith holocron on the shelf and I'm my character could buy the same thing that I have on my shelf when I went to Disneyland. And it's like this is such an egregious and gross advertisement. I cannot believe they put this in the game. Because <laughs> um, it it gets worse. Um, when you create a character, they have like an aspiration. Okay. Where it, it's like a life goal. So it'll be like this sim wants to move into a mansion, or this sim wants to have a big family, or this sim wants to make a million dollars and be super rich. Don't we all? One of the goals is literally just to go to planet Batu. <laughs> and that's their life aspiration. Wow, and that's the that only is thing that's chilling. That's what makes the character happy, is like the only way they can progress in life is if they go to Disneyland as much as possible. Damn. And it's so gross <laughs> that it's like, I really hate it. It yeah. is so poorly done. Um, They just announced another like little add-on pack for like paranormal ghost hunting stuff. And you can get a haunted house and stuff. And all the comments are, thank God it's not more Star Wars. I'm still angry about it. I guess kind of fair, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was. it's really bad. Um, I, I heard that it was bad. So I didn't I didn't want to get it, but it was like included with the bundle that was on sale. So it's like, well, whatever. But actually like experiencing it made me upset. Like it's it's so poorly Im- implemented. Um, we're at an hour 10. I don't know if we want to do a glad space and then head out. I should probably go shovel cuz it's been snowing for the last 2 hours. Oh yeah, let's do a glad space. Do you have one ready? Yeah, I've had one already for a couple weeks, and I kept kept not saying it. And uh, my glad space is a band called Leet Speak Monsters. It's a like a Japanese visual K band. Um, it's like a rock group. They sing about kind of like Tim Burton esque uh, horror stuff. They have a very Tim Burton esque like style to them. They're wearing costumes, fairly elaborate ones. Uh, the music is extremely like fun pop rock but i feel like there's a little more nuance to it than what you would like think of pop rock uh one of their guys kind of has like a a rap voice so there'll be some like little hip-hop parts but it won't be like hip-hop he'll be singing but just in like a a rappy fashion with you know a little more you know kind of a a more percussive element to it um their music's super fun their costumes are honestly like really charming the videos are fun and uh, I've had just a lot of a good time listening to this band. Uh, they got some they got some neat songs. They got one about like a giant frog called Mr. Green Man, and it's stupid, right? Like it, it it's silly, but they know it's silly, and they're leaning into it, and so you're getting that kind of style from them, where they're just in it to have like a good time. That feeling is really important, isn't it? I think so, because it's contagious. It really is. 
and it's fun watching the music videos and like seeing like the character you know like it'll like pan over to the drummer playing or their bass player playing and they're just like laughing or smiling while they're doing it right like you can tell they're like they're legitimately having fun making these songs making these and it's great to like experience like rock music that isn't dour or like rock music with a horror element that isn't sad uh because i feel like there's just a lot of that like and I like a lot of that, right? You know, but, the, you know, I listen to Shinedown, and, like, there's some really dark songs. Or you listen to Linkin Park, and there's some even more dark songs. and Or some of the metal stuff, and it's like, we have to be angry and violent the whole time. Grr! And it's like, no, nah, sometimes I just... Let's let's grin and have some goofy fun. Like, there's room for that. And this band hits that really well. Now, what's that name again? Uh, Elite Speak Monsters. That is a fun name, too. Yeah. What about you? What's making you happy this week, Cameron? Uh, so I'm going to be honest, I, I we were talking about it earlier, but I kind of want a Caesar salad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm thinking about that simple joy you get from a basic food that's like a staple. Yeah. Um, Like I could certainly, if I had Caesar salad too often, I'd get bored of it, but I don't. So I haven't gotten bored of it. And it's always a, it's like, oh, this is a good, I like, that's a dinner for me, like a good salad. Yes. It's just satisfying and makes you feel good. So uh, <laughs> I'll, I might have something more interesting next week, but I just I, I, I really want to reiterate how much I like a nice salad. No, I, I'm fine with that. One time my glad space was literally coffee and donuts. Yeah. And sometimes it's really just the little things that you're like, you know what was fucking great this week? It's just this thing that I can have literally anytime I want, but I had it today. It made me really happy. I think I think that's it, huh? We could I should I I don't want to go shovel, but it's fucking snowing. Goddamn Minnesota. Well, yeah, take care of what you have to. Yeah, I didn't get like any goddamn writing done, which is also frustrating. So I should probably try doing other words tonight just to make some progress. Oh, I, I'm I'm gonna make a Chad Sim that likes to write. There you go. But then I'll I'll set your I'm gonna customize your gender so you can get pregnant. Okay. And then Elsa will be your husband. Oh, that sounds fun. I bet there's Elsa DLC, right? From from Frozen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's the 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 let it go one or is she the yes. build a snowman one? <laughs> no, it's it, I don't blame you for mixing it up, but it's also like for me it it's like this like triggering thing when people bring up Elsa. Oh really? So it's nice that you're like, Yeah, which one is that? That's from one of those Pixars, right? I it's funny And I'm like, having like, like <laughs> Vietnam flashbacks. It's like well, I legitimately like that movie. I own it. I just haven't watched it in a while. And it's like, oh, no, well, it's no. Elsa and Anna. I like, I like the movie, too. It's the it's the branding that it's become. Oh, sure. Because <laughs> I, I love to pay attention to that stuff. The second one was pretty rough. It was it was an imperfect movie. My favorite part of the second one, and I'm not joking when I say the only part I remember, is when Olaf was describing the events of the first movie. Oh yeah, that was good. That was the only good part of Frozen Two. <laughs> no, the dude, the, the weird like soft pop rock song about being lost in the woods was fantastic. I, I can't even remember it. What's the melody to that? Uh, shut up. Um. Oh. 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 No, I have another. I have an actual glad space. <laughs> um. There's a song from Lego Island. That is fun. Uh, called Brick by Brick, and it's like a peppy, like, country song that would play in a diner. Okay. 
That's a fun song. There we go. We we ended yep. on a fun thing. Yeah. I I had to save it after complaining too much. I guess uh goodbye everybody. Yeah, have fun shoveling and if you guys at home are also shoveling, um have fun doing that. Yay. Bye. Bye. You can build a buggy, drive a big tow truck. You can paint a jet ski yellow like a duck. Master roll a chaniverse, there ain't no trick. You just gotta do it brick by brick. Brick by brick, talk by tick. No matter how thin, no matter how thick. Papa told Mama and Laura told Nick. You can move a mountain if you do it brick by brick. Faster than a skateboard, bigger than You're gonna get